Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I'm Ryan Berkeley. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about tax brackets. <laughs> Yay, everyone's favorite topic. And specifically, we're going to be talking about effective versus marginal. I, I think a lot of people maybe confuse the two. And it's really, once you understand how our tax system works, I think that will really solve a lot of that. Yeah, I, I agree. But before we dive, in, dive into that, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, today, we are drinking uh, Boundary Bay, their Scotch Ale. Um, so this is a, uh, this was, I was not a fan of Scotch Ales before I had this beer. Uh, I, I do enjoy drinking this. Uh, Boundary Bay is a local brewery up in Bellingham, Washington. And uh, yeah, uh, the, so it's a uh, 6.4% alcohol and 31 IBUs. So uh, it's a departure. It's uh, from our normal stuff that we drank. It's, it's less in the bitterness. Uh, it's clearly not an IPA, um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good beer. I normally don't like scotch ales. This is like one of my favorite beers in general. Right. And I'm not sure why that is. Like uh, scotch ales to me have always been a little bit heavier. Um, yeah. And I enjoy heavy drinks, but there's something about scotch ales that haven't been my my drink of choice or beer of choice. But this one is just is just solid. I love this one. It, it's... I, th- I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head there where by, by talking about it as a lighter scotch ale um, in that it's it's not super heavy. It's clean. It's crisp. It's, it's just a good beer. So if you're in Bellingham or if you got access uh, online or whatnot, definitely check them out. Boundary Bay is a solid brewery anyways. So uh, try out most of their beers. Um, what most of them I enjoy personally. So absolutely. And if you, if you're not a fan of scotch ale, ask them for a taste of their scotch ale. Um, if they, if they have it on tap there, when you go, it's, it is delicious. So that's our beer of the day. Let's transition into taxes. Like that was the perfect segue. <laughs> I did practice that one, by the way. <laughs> so, uh. so let's talk about taxes, right? So obviously, you know, before we go, go into this, you know, disclaimer, obviously talk to a CPA. Alex and I are not CPAs, right? Um, the difference between maybe Alex and myself and a CPA is how we're looking at how we're looking at the taxes or maybe where we're looking at the taxes. Typically, a CPA is going to look at kind of the, the, the rearview mirror, right? They're, they're looking at what you made in income, what are the laws in force right now? How do we deduct? How do we lower the amount of taxes you're going to pay this year? Right? That's really the CPA's job for the most part. There are, there are other types of CPAs, but most of the time when I'm talking to CPA, like their job is to come back to you and tell you how much you owe the IRS, not the best job in the world. <laughs> so we're trying to make that number as low as possible. Well, and as a result, they're trying to make paying taxes as palatable as possible by finding all of the extra deductions today. Exactly. And Alex and I, and, and a good financial planner, will look out the front windshield of the car. They're looking at, okay, what does this look like 10, 20, 30 years from now? Like, how do we, how do we have tax insights and strategies so that we're, we're looking at it from the standpoint of obviously mitigating taxes now while we're working, but also mitigating the taxes as we're pulling the money out in retirement. And the, the thing that we constantly hear is, Alex, Ryan, we don't know what taxes are going to be in the future. Agreed that we don't know what taxes are going to be in the future, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't at least have a forward view on 
what do we think taxes might do and how should we react and we can't totally discount getting something to be tax free on the back end because that has as much if not more value than getting the deduction on the front end so helping folks understand what it looks like now and what it's going to look like in the future maybe not the specifics because we don't know what the specifics are going to be the only thing we truly know about taxes in the future is they're going to change 100 percent. which now takes us to tax brackets or you know brackets uh you know maybe your marginal tax bracket versus your effective tax bracket so let's give them an example here alex let's just let's just make this ultra simple right let's just say someone's making two hundred thousand dollars of of income okay right so their marginal tax bracket, $200,000 of income. And we're not talking about tax deductions. Let's just say that's the amount that's taxable. Let's just keep this ultra simple. Like for the analytics out there, I realize there's a tax deduction, like standard deduction. I realize there's a, how much you're putting into your 401k. Like I get that. But let's just say your, your taxable income is $200,000. Okay. Well, if you're single, that means you're in the 32% marginal tax bracket. And if you're married and filing jointly, that puts you in the 24% marginal tax bracket. And what marginal tax bracket is, is essentially, this is the highest percentage or highest bracket that you will pay on any of your money. And it's typically like the top, the upper portion of your money. So yeah. here, here's, here's where most people, I think, get lost is. It doesn't mean you're going to pay 32% or 24% on all $200,000. If you earned one extra dollar, you would then pay 32 or 24% on that extra dollar. Correct. Really, the way this breaks down is your first, if you're single, first, I'm going to round down $10,000 is taxed at 10%. And if you're married filing jointly, it's $20,000 is taxed at 10%, right? And then again, if you're single, the next 10 to $41,000. So the next $30,000 of income is taxed at 12%. And then the next $50,000 is taxed at 22%, right? So you can see how this is, it's a, how do you explain that, Alex, in terms of it? It's kind of like a, it's, um, the more you make, the more you pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so you have to look at it from that standpoint. It doesn't mean that you're paying 32% on all $200,000. That's piece number one that we want you to take out, take from this. Your marginal tax bracket is you make an extra dollar, you pay 32% on the extra dollar if you're single. Now let's talk about the effective tax rate, right? So if you, to take the effective tax rate, all you do is you take the total amount of taxes that you paid divided by total amount of income, and that's your effective tax rate. So I'm going to make this ultra simple again. Analytics are going to hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you make $200,000 of income, let's say you pay $20,000 in taxes, that's 10% effective tax bracket. So your marginal is 32 if you're single. And it's 10% in your ineffective, meaning you pay $20,000 of the $200,000 of income. That's your effective tax bracket. 
Now, when you're looking at planning, we need to be taken into consideration. Most of us are analyzing it from the marginal tax bracket because that's where you can have the biggest effect on the amount of taxes you're going to pay. Because anything we change is going to get changed at the margins. Right. So when you're in retirement, right, the, the common, Alex and I think it's more of a myth, but it can happen. The common belief is when you get to retirement, you're in a lower tax bracket. The reason we think it's a myth is, well, you have to be within, <laughs> within a specific area, right? So in this instance, if you're single, right, $200,000 is that 32% tax bracket. You have to make less than 170 to drop to the lower tax bracket at 24%. So that's a $30,000 decrease that you would need in lifestyle. Could that happen? 100%, it could happen. Is it likely? It's not likely unless you happen to be, if you happen to be on that, that cusp, maybe you're making 171 right now, right? Then that now it gets a little more likely to actually, you would actually drop in a tax bracket. Well, and I, to a certain extent, Ryan, we can almost like play the game a little bit. So like, let's say that, um, let's say that somebody um, made, uh, well, I mean, if you, like we can actually go through and, and like run a calculation that shows like, hey, how much difference is your taxes if you make 160 as opposed to 200 in retirement? So like if you make 160 and assuming that there's zero change to the tax brackets, which is like kind of a silly thing to do, but like if we're assuming that you're going to have the same tax equivalent or the, the same future value income of 160 and the tax brackets stayed similar, like those are the types of things we would we would look at, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you made one sixty, and let's just say, and we'll keep it simple, right? You go up to one seventy, now you're in that thirty two percent tax bracket, right? So you pay an additional thirty two hundred dollars in taxes on that ten thousand dollar jump, right? That's that's how that breaks down. If you're looking at it from a marginal standpoint, and so when when Alex and I are looking at financial planning, and this is this is a huge takeaway. I'm hoping comes across is when you get to retirement, if you've deferred all of your taxes, and that's that traditional 401k that a lot of people talk about. If you've deferred the taxes, it's very difficult to control what tax bracket you're going to be in because essentially every dollar you take out is taxable at ordinary income rates. Now, if you happen to be in a lower tax bracket, that could have worked out. If you happen to be in the same tax bracket, it's really the same, same. And if taxes change and go up, well, then you just hurt yourself. Right. right. So our whole piece is when we put, when we're putting dollars, not all of it should go tax deferred because I, we can't predict what's going to happen in the future. We've already stated that in the very first 30 seconds of this episode. And if we didn't do that and we have different buckets of money that are taxed differently, now we can actually control what tax bracket we'll be in because maybe we pull more money from Roth or we have money in a taxable account that gets long-term capital gains tax. So that's maybe lower than ordinary income rates, taxable rates. So that changes everything. This is how to look at your money holistically, not just, oh, I don't want to pay that much in taxes this year. Right. Well, like, I, this is not going to surprise you, Ryan. As we were talking here, I built out an Excel spreadsheet and 
like crunch some numbers and it looks like like if you made 160 as opposed to 200 in retirement and everything stays exactly the same as it is in 2022 um like you would wind up paying about twelve thousand dollars less you'd be in a lower marginal tax bracket but your effective tax rate on your money is 22 percent versus 20 percent uh, there's some decimal points but it's essentially you save two percent as an overall like effective tax rate like it's it's not that big of a difference so you save twelve thousand dollars approximately in taxes and you make forty thousand dollars less income yep so the one of the ways in which we can actually help folks dramatically reduce down their effective tax rate is by increasing their cash flow without increasing their taxable income. And this all, that all comes down to strategy and where you put your money, which that's the whole piece, right? Those are the decisions you're making today. Yeah. When you're talking to your CPA and you're talking to your financial professional, ask them that question. What does this look like today? And what does it look like 20, 30 years from now? Do I have any control of that? I think it is a great ending point, Alex. That takes us to the question of the day. Yeah, our question today is, where do you think taxes are going to be in the future? So head over to beermoney.net and at the bottom of the page, there's a spot for you to answer that question. Or if you have any other questions that are bubbling up that you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us on that page. This podcast was started to be a resource for you all. How do you think differently about your money? Engage with your partner and your other professionals in your life to make sure that everyone understands what it is that you want so they can you can live the life that you want. So we hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711. 
telephone 909-399-1100. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531912, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2022-135-590. Expiration March 2024.